Hello and welcome to episode 9 of The Break. Today we're going to be looking at who could be headed where before the trade deadline. The Lakers LeVar Ball rule that I think we all wish could just be applied to real life. And we check in on our rookies for the season. I'm Megan Engels and I'm joined by Phil Boileau and Justin Rowan. Hi guys, how's it going? So far I've not been traded. I'm doing well. Are you feeling better? <laughs> Are we all I'm feeling, feeling much kind better. Of okay I, today? I had a lot of whiskey over the weekend and that cured me of everything. Cured. I am on a t- of drugs allegedly and it is it, it's got me feeling good i would owe, but i mean it worked last time right you've got like back that was alley the pharmacy thing. real pharmacy hey what i do oh. in back alleys is none of your business <laughs> back alley and just phil's business apparently hey i'm on the other side hey of the hey, hey don't 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 out us when it isn't your our time okay <laughs> You guys can get your drugs from wherever you want, as long as they're working. You both actually do sound better this week. Yes, I sound human. Thank you. You might not be flying quite as high as last week, which I'm not upset about, but I'm also (laughs) a little bit loopy. I I did enjoy it. (laughs) We should all just be drunk for these shows going forward. It should just be our thing, how we like shoot this on Wednesday nights and just have like two, three shots before we start and just see where it goes. Uh, It's Wine Wednesday. (laughs) Right, Phil. Uh, that's that's a great idea. We should definitely not be sober when we record this. That would be a big change from what I normally do. I, I would never show up. I should have started my Wine out. Wednesday early. It probably would have been Atta girl. Yeah, more like interesting. It. Next time. Next time. <laughs> All right. So let's look at the trade deadlines. Um, where do you guys want to start? Who do you see standing out? Who's definitely gone? Well, I'm definitely going to want to trade everyone in the league. So this, like, like I'm going to require Justin to keep me somewhat in check of guys who actually have a chance to be traded. Actually, okay, like, I'll start with two, two that we talked about a lot. Last week, we talked about Gasol a little bit, thinking that he was possibly going to leave. And then when Fisdale was fired instead, it kind of put in the air that maybe Gasol is staying there. But you're kind of hearing, or at least I'm kind of hearing rumors that he might not be and that it's not really a sure thing it wasn't really a one or the other what do you guys think of that i mean it really depends what happens with memphis this season i'm they have a different kind of standard of excellence there and they and they do value franchise loyalty because whether or not they trade gasol and conley this year um it's going to get ugly for them in the future no matter what uh, if you trade those guys, they are already past the point where you would get the most value for them, and they would have to kind of accept lackluster offers. So I would assume that they are kind of weighing what type of value they'd get in return versus what can we get in terms of entertainment and putting butts in the seats over the next three years if they keep Gasol and Conley there. Um, I don't think we can rule anything out of the picture, uh, especially with Gasol kind of being a little more dis- demonstrative after games and in the locker room. Um, but I don't think it's a sure thing that they end up making a move this season. Yeah, I kind of agree, but I think it's sad. I think this team... I mean, uh, we went over this in depth, so I'm not going to go too deep into mm-hmm. this, but I think uh, you need to cash out and get some some assets for this. But ultimately, I think because of Justin's rationale of last time, I think, unfortunately, they stay. Uh, last week, too, we also hit on uh, the Clippers and DeAndre Jordan. Do you guys think he's going to be gone before the trade deadline, perhaps? Big time. I, yeah, he, he's gone. He's so going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, I mean, he's gone the last few seasons uh, without an agent, uh, mm-hmm. which I don't think a lot of people realized. 
Um, I wonder if in he light of his name pop, and he just kind of woke up this year. He's like, "You're in trade rumors. <laughs> oh, I should probably get one of those." <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, it's let me hard. talk to my agent, and then just go. Through yeah, the you, you can't kind of back one. alley and avoid uh, <laughs> collusion charges if you don't have an agent. I mean, if you're if you're a player agent, all of a sudden you can't have those conversations. But now, uh, based on the agent that he hired. Uh, he's got a lot of connections to the Milwaukee Bucks, and I think a lot of people are looking at this situation as kind of a feeder situation. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks move like Malcolm Brogdon, given the issues the Clippers have at the point guard position of John Henson uh, to L.A. Uh, Brogdon has been okay this season, uh, but I think it's clear that this is not a guy that should be a starting point guard in this league. Uh, they brought in Eric Bledsoe for a reason, and they still are paying a lot of money uh, for Matthew Dellavedova. <laughs> so for the Clippers, Clippers to get a young, younger point guard in Brogdon, uh, John Henson fills the need as well at center. Um, I, I think it's a smart move for them as they need to kind of revamp the roster and add talent and depth. Uh, if not to help Blake Griffin, to help facilitate a future trade or other supplemental moves to. Uh, rejuvenate this roster. I've got to say, I, uh, I think you're asking for too little back from Milwaukee. As much as I'm a Milwaukee fan, I feel like the Clippers are going to try to push that a little bit more than 26-year-old Brogdon Henson. I mean, it's tough because DeAndre can opt out of his contract this season and he is having a down year. So when you really are only getting a few guaranteed months, I, I know you want to ideally aim a little higher. Um, but I, I, I just don't think that there's a huge market for DeAndre, especially with the way that centers are kind of being phased out of the league. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think, too, someone that's been kind of on the, what seems to be the chopping block for a number of years now is Raptors Valanciunas. I, pretty much every year, people are like, he's gone this year, he's gone this year. Uh, and more interestingly, I was reading something about him, a possible Gasol for Valanciunas type package deal trade how do you guys which got vetoed because um og ananobi was part oh, of it oh. and so they will not allow this to happen yeah. okay 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 hang on what raptors form oh, or definitely a raptor <laughs> on <laughs> hq or something <laughs> like that no it wasn't. i mean absolutely <laughs> it actually i saw that not. one too it, it was the grit who is it the grizzlies and the magic it was not on a raptor and it, like right? it was something where uh, 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 uh vucevic was going to orlando and the Raptors were losing. No, like, is already in Orlando. Get it ah, together. Sorry, sorry. Uh, if you can't keep from, your story from straight. Orlando to uh, to Memphis, and they were like, oh, "He's like Marcus Gasol without the defense." I'm like, it was not, it was eight. just brought up in the article that I was reading. It was brought up that if the package deal could be right, then it could be. <laughs> you can't even finish the sentence. This I mean, like rolling on the floor. It, I'm 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 distraught at this because Jonas Valanciunas is a negative asset. Um, if the if the Raptors can package him in a deal, I think that'd be great. Um, but Masai Ujiri basically addressed that at the start of the season, saying that the only type of deals that were out there uh, were deals where they'd have to include a pick with Valanciunas simply for teams to eat his contract, which the Raptors didn't have an interest in. Um, I can see him theoretically getting moved. Um, I mean, again, the Clippers aren't exactly the smartest team. The Raptors have been, um, at least have had interest in DeAndre Jordan. I think there is a potential partnership there for a deal. 
Uh, if the Raptors shipped out like Valanciunas with Norman Powell, I think that's a, a deal that w would kind of work in their favor because the, you shed some long-term salary there with the both those players. Yeah, and for the Clippers, uh, even though Jonas has his issues defensively, um, that's still a talented player that you're adding with wing depth in, in Norman Powell. So, um, I, I mean, I, personally, I think I would prefer that package rather than what the Bucks offer. Uh, but it all comes down to what the Clippers front office actually values. And if they want to sweeten it, uh, they could add like uh, Baby Noguera because he's in a contract year too, right? Because the Raptors having Portal and DeAndre wouldn't care about giving up another center. So like if you're really worried about Clipperland being able to throw a couple looks that way, maybe that's something you take a shot at. Uh, you're always trying to trade away your Raptors, Meg. I'm, I'm seeing right through you. I'm not trying to trade anybody away. Meg hates the Raptors. But it's just... <laughs> I don't... I'm not reading all these weird Raptors, like, fan fiction sites. That's not what I spend my time doing. Um, I, I read fan fiction about Kyle Lowry's butt. That thing is majestic. <laughs> if you could send me the link to that afterwards, it would be very much appreciated. I got you. I got you. Um, who else do you guys? Um, Paul George. Who, who do you want to see traded, or who? Do, do, do you, do you want to just spend the rest of this talking about Kyle Lowry's butt? Because I'm on board. Oh with that. man. I mean, um, starting in the alley, ending right in Kyle Lowry. But <laughs> in, in all seriousness, the the player I would like to see moved is Paul George. Um, I don't think that uh, that is a good fit for them in OKC. Um, I, I think as much as we celebrated the numbers that Russ put up last season, uh, we're seeing that a team led by Russ playing the way he wants to play is going to struggle to work. Uh, I think there is a likelihood that George is going to end up in the Lakers. So whether that ends up being really? LA making a, a move, pardon me? Really? You think still the Lakers, how young they are and all the Lonzo garbage? Really? I mean, if, if, players are teaming up in LA none of the existing players are going to matter because they're going to move um they're going to move Lonzo they'll move Ingram they'll move all those guys and, and try to add three stars I guess but okay but if you had to trade him this year okay let's just assume maybe he's gone there offseason uh, uh, just to wrap up we were kind of talking on, on the other side do you think there's a legitimate chance he would sign in Cleveland if they could move the pieces I, I think that uh, the Cavs would be one of the teams that would be desperate enough to make a move for Paul George without a guarantee. Um, I don't think the Thunder would get the Brooklyn Nets pick in return no. uh, without some sort of a guarantee. Um, if George committed beyond this season, yes. Um, but, I mean, I, I just don't see them getting that pick w without a, a guarantee that he's going to stay. And if George is saying, I'm leaving 100%, Presti's not going to let himself get burned again. He's not going to let this be another Durant situation. And I don't think there's a lot of teams in the league that would willingly make a trade without a guarantee. Cleveland would be one of the only fits that I can see because they'd be desperate enough to, to make that move. Well, I'm going to go on a bit of what I would call, I guess, a Phil uh, sort of world here. And I... <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I would actually like to see Billy Donovan probably leave OKC because at this point it seems like he's really doesn't have control of the team. It seems like Westbrook's running the team. And I would probably bring 
Fisdale in there. So I know this is an actual trade deadline, but this is like along the lines of a Phil's trade deadline is something that I would like to see happen. And I think, yeah, if Paul George leaves and you bring in a new coach, then maybe OKC could That'd be such uh, a start to do brutal thing to right do now, halfway through, like cut, well, halfway cut, through the, the cut season, Donovan but and this cut is Paul your George. world, okay, Phil? I'm I'm living up in your world and it's different up here, okay? It's so scary. Things like this happen. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe like like that's interesting i i just hate how he gets blamed like carmelo anthony shooting like three percent from the field and people are all like oh billy donovan i'm like why are you oh my god like you do you even look at what Melo does like he hasn't been the best fit but to say that he's been like super inefficient in comparison to uh what russell westbrook that's just absurd yeah but let's let's look at these numbers i just think this team has a lot of good players, but for some reason, they just can't play well together. And it's sad, almost, in a way, to see a team with such good talent to just not know how to get it together. Like, they just don't But if they do that that, work uh, that fictitious Justin Cleveland trade and they get guys like Crowder and Shump back, then maybe that allows Melo to be the second scorer and maybe it works out a bit better. Like, is that possible with those guys? There's actually an addition through subtraction. Like, if they could pull... Like... If we theoretically swap John Wall healthy for Russell Westbrook this season, Ooh. I think you could add about four or five wins to what they already had this season. Because um, they they play a similar style uh, in terms of non-shooting point guards um, that rack up big assist numbers. But Wall really gets other guys involved and available. And when Russ decides to jack it up this season, those are the games where they struggle. And when he's getting everybody involved, not just to get his assist numbers up, um, I, I think that's when you see them at their best. But realistically, do you see Westbrook actually going anywhere other than OKC? Because it seems they've kind of tried to no, build he just the, signed fran- for- like the franchise around him. So I don't see him, or at least the franchise no. in general, trying to put him anywhere. Well, no, no, no. I mean, Russ is there to stay. He just signed a, a five-year extension. Um, but in terms in of making it actually work, I mean, he's going to put butts yeah. in the seats. He's going to get them into the playoffs, and and that might be enough for OKC. Or maybe they go to the Lakers if everything falls apart, and they're like, give me your young guns, and I will give you a signed Westbrook. Good God. You just I mean, said they were going to empty the big... cover to bring other guys in. <laughs> I am emptying the cover for you. I am bringing the guy in. You're offering doo-doo. I mean, I have my issues with Russ. But, like, what? If you put together an offer of Lonzo Ball, Julius Randle, Brandon, Brandon Ingram, and Clarkson, I'm still not giving you Westbrook. No, but... Hey, I'm going to grab at this opportunity just because... Justin said Lonzo Ball to move to our unfortunate next topic, which again... That's a professional segue right there. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Which I still love to hate. But honestly, like, I don't know if I could be any more sick of LeVar Ball at all. And I think the Lakers obviously feel that way as well because they are enforcing a rule that they've already had that they feel that they need to enforce strongly, pretty much solely based upon him which is not allowing members of the media to congregate in a section of the arena among family members and associates of players after games. And I think if we could just implement that rule, if there's like, um, what's it called? Those browser attachments that you can just put on your computer, put on your Is this just for the Lakers or everyone going to have to put this in now? 
This is just for Lakers. No, this is a Lakers I would hope thing. E- I would hope that everybody. It would be puts really that in, weird. But just specifically State. for Lavar Ball, not for I don't care about anybody else. Just specifically for him. Yeah. I, I really want to see if a press member is going to lose their credentials if they talk to Jordan Clarkson's dad after a game. That'd be so good. Like I don't know why you would, but it, it's so funny that they're saying, "Oh, you can't talk and interview uh, players' parents." Um, and how close to right after, after like in the arena? You like can. It, it's like just, you I think the, you can. In, it's just in this section of the arena. That's that's the specific thing. Is no, 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 no. I, I was listening uh, to the basketball friends today, and uh, Zach Harper was talking about how not only are they keeping you separate, you're not allowed. The memo was that you're not allowed to talk to them after a game. Uh, no parents of players. But okay. it's funny because, they, it, sure, they're not going to be able to talk to LeVar after games. But it's not like he's going to be hard to find. It's not like they don't already have He'll his number. He'll be walking around screaming it, in the parking lot. Exactly. It, it, and if he's if you do miss him in the parking lot, he's going to be on CNN to, that night, ranting and raving up a storm. You're going to get your dose of Lavar, whether you like it or not. Uh, it is a funny not. attempt by the Lakers. Um, but I think he's good for the I NBA. I still love. I don't know. I'm like I don't know. Like like it. it Lavar. See, it makes the NBA look good for hating on him, right? And I it's still. I just pre- don't like how when I have to scroll down like the score news feed, I have to scroll past like nine different Lavar. I just feel like that's unnecessary. And yeah, post it up somewhere, but it's just so stupid for me to even be scrolling past like nine different ball <laughs> stories that have nothing really to but do with But these news basketball. outlets like, realize why? that people are why? watching this. If people wouldn't watch or listen, they wouldn't do this. Oh, uh, did you guys hear that? Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a ball with all of this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but my favorite thing from all of this, though, is that bef- like at the time of the draft, after they just drafted Lonzo, there was a big thing where Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson came out, talked about like uh, having trepidation when it comes to drafting Lovar, uh, Lonzo. Um, Whatever. But L- that they had a LB. but they had a meeting. They they went over to Lavar's house. Uh, they talked with him. And the, their quote was, he explained how everything's for show. It's just to get attention. Now that he's in the NBA, um, I'm going to be hands off. I'm not going to be involved at all. And like within the first 20 oh, games, within the first quarter of the season, he's he goes all up with Luke Walton isn't tough enough. Oh, my boy, he doesn't. The Lakers don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know if this ends with LeVar starting his own basketball league with his other two sons that he's pulled out of school or what ends up happening. I love those stories um, so but much, I just by know the that... way, with his other kids. Like, <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, did you hear the one in China that, like, uh, there's a report that his quote-unquote theft was a refused credit card? No, Man, but you know what? If, if somebody's think... leaking things to the presses, I think we know safely who's behind it. <laughs> Man, shout out... Uh, shout out to Black Trey who had this uh, theory today. He doesn't think that the the shoplifting was like if it actually happened. Like he doesn't think uh, Leangelo was like even involved in it. It was just like a, a publicity stunt that he was there with the other kids. They weren't going to go to jail. They were just going to get kicked out of the country. Um, but basically, this was their way of getting him out of UCLA without any penalties or anything like that. Because he was signed to be there. He was basically like a gift that he was even on the roster. And rather than him sit on the bench or be exposed in college, all of a sudden he gets this get out of jail free thing because they they suspended him for the China activities. They pull him out of school. This was all a premeditated plan because that's the way LeVar thinks. And now they're going to send him back to China to play. 
I mean, Maybe. I mean, he's got to play at least one year overseas if he's not going to college, right? If he wants any shot at the NBA. Well, he can play in the G League as well, right? Yeah. I'm going to, again, since we uh, ate up way too much time talking about LeVar, uh, in my opinion, I'm going to take this ball opportunity to uh, go back and talk about just Lonzo as a rookie and not talk about his father. Um, him and other... <laughs> <laughs> Him and other rookies. Uh, we only have a, really a couple minutes. Uh, it's obviously fine if we take a little bit more time. But maybe just very quickly, what? who's who's up in the top? Obviously, Simmons, I'm going to say, probably has rookie of the year locked in. Is it too early to still Donovan say that? Donovan Mitchell's chasing him. Donovan Mitch, 6'3", 6'10", wingspan. The geekiness is coming out. <laughs> he can play the one of the two. If you watch him, he kind of looks like a Dame Lillard who, who plays defense. Like he's young. Look, he's still taking some weird shots, but but uh, but he's got that fearlessness in him for shooting, and his assist numbers. He dropped thirty-one versus the Thunder last mm-hmm. night. No, I think he he's a great great pick. Look, if you had to do the draft over again, I think there's a lot of teams who would hesitate to not have taken Mitchell over their point guard. Like like he he pretty much brings you everything you want in a modern point guard. I mean, I'm, yeah. He, Donovan Mitchell is really, really good. I still think uh, Markel Fultz is going to be a superstar, um, if not just an all-star uh, when he comes back around. I, I do like De'Aaron Fox. Uh, right, right now, for me, I think it's still clear that Ben Simmons is the, the best player uh, in this rookie class. After that, Donovan Mitchell. And then Jason Tatum would be third on my list. Uh, Tatum has been he's hitting threes like crazy. Like he's hitting everything. He, he has been the best most efficient shooter in the league. I think he's shooting like 51% from three. Mm-hmm. And like coming in, coming into this draft, like I, I thought basically he was going to be like a Tobias Harris. Uh, he was, a was a poor did. defender. He was a poor defender in college, uh, shot about 34% from three, uh, took just a ton of long twos and mid range shots. And then, um, I guess before the season, Brad Stevens basically said, like, hey, cut the shit, take a few steps back, shoot threes instead of these long twos. And, I mean, when you looked at the the free throw shooting of Tatum, it was clear that he had touch, and he is just shooting the lights out. Obviously, it's going to regress to some extent, uh, but he is just a fantastic shooter. He's so long, he's able to finish at the rim at will. Um, He's been a much, much better defender than advertised. Uh, he's been one of the best surprises from this draft and, and um, may go down as either the best or, or second best uh, player in this draft class. Yeah, and, and he also finishes at the rim really well. Like I feel for, uh, for a young guy, that's not always an obvious thing. But he, like he's also on a team where that system fits him really well, right? Like, like he benefits a little bit from a lot of more open shots. Like, like I guess guys like you know Mitchell and Fox will get the ball more and obviously Simmons. But... I really wish like, like uh, there could be a video clip of Steven saying cut the shit to uh, 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 to Tatum. Like I think that would be my like number one video cut from the 2017-18 uh, season. I think they might have had that. Yeah. Like gonna... I, I like that was that wasn't just me making things oh, up. You make and, things and up all the time. I was confused. I, I do make things up, and That's I could Justin's be making Christmas this up. I don't even think your name's Justin. I just think you're this guy from maybe Winnipeg. I'll keep you on the toes. It'd be amazing if you, you lived toes, like man. three blocks away from me, and you're just pretending to live in Winnipeg this whole time. Well, I wouldn't. Be you know, to be fair, if I 
if I was walking distance from you, I would lie about where I live. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm in uh, China, actually. See? I just have he weird like sleep us. habits. Uh, welcome to my work nights. World. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, um, I think this class, like, although uh, the one guy I really want to pick your brain on, because is Dennis Smith Jr. of Dallas, uh, because him and I'm gonna botch his name, the six-five French point guard for the Knicks are the two most kind of polarizing guys for me, just because everyone Frank Nedekina. Exactly. Well, well done, sir. He's got the best nickname. French Frank. <laughs> oh, you should be a French fry. Yeah, that's terrible. That's the pun. Thank you. Thank you. We get it. We get it. We love. We love. But okay, so of, of those guys, because people are uh, people are giving the Knicks shit because they passed on Dennis Smith. Do you think Dennis Smith has the potential to be with these other guys we've spoken about in a very heavy point guard draft? Or do you think we're just seeing someone who's 19, 20 years old, a ton of athleticism, and going to have a smaller ceiling? I think I'd rather have French Frank. Um, I mean, I, let's be let's be specific. When we say people are saying that, it was LeBron saying that, and LeBron basically addressed it LeBron after the game. LeBron for all people. Yeah, he, he does. Last but at the same the time, MVP. <laughs> exactly. So we know LeBron's track record as a GM. Uh, but at, at the same time, he even acknowledged that that was basically just a shot of Phil Jackson. Um, if they would have taken Dennis Smith, he'd find a different shot to, to put on them. Uh, there would have been a different player he would have mentioned. Uh, I think Smith is exciting. He's athletic. Um, but how many of those point guards that play that style have any sort of staying power? I mean, they, they just absorb it. A beating on a night-to-night basis and even your best case scenarios like a Derrick Rose you, you saw what happened to his knees um, I, I think Frank has shown a lot this year he, he's very calm with the ball he has a lot of defensive potential um, as long as he has kind of gets that consistent three-point shot um, at the very least he's going to be a rotation player in this league which when you're drafting later in the draft uh, I, I think that's that's a win I'll ask this question to both of you, actually, uh, just because I'll find it interesting. Uh, we assume, uh, oh, we assume Fultz, if you had to redo the draft, would go to Philly. If you're the Lakers, and, and you guys are the GMs, and you guys get to decide, uh, uh, not what you thought they would, after knowing everything you know now, who would you draft as the Lakers? The number two pick. <laughs> and you can't have Fultz because he's off the board. Um, that, go ahead, Megan. I would probably, honestly, just stick with Lonzo Ball, I think it's still like we're not even, I don't think, halfway through the season, but I think that he's still a good choice for second pick. I mean, he's got a lot of ways to go, but I think he does still show a lot of his like raw talent. He does have a good natural eye for the game. Obviously, some of his shooting's a real hot mess, but he's also playing 32 minutes game and he doesn't have that many people around him as maybe other teams do to really play off of. So I think it's going to take a little bit longer for him, but I don't think that that was a wrong choice. Okay, so you're, uh, uh, so you're thinking more like he's got the highest ceiling kind of thing. And so that's why you yeah, stick with I, Yeah, absolutely. And I think just, again, like he's got a lot of raw talent that I think should be explored. And I think it can be uh, fixed. I Maybe that's not the right word, but just utilized a little bit better in the future. And I, I actually do see that happening despite okay, I can see that. all of his down downsides. Um, I'm taking Jason Tatum because that guy you is take him over Mitchell? Really? Really, really goddamn good. Man. 
um, he he is going to like he's going to be on multiple time all star. But you have Kuzma and as Ingram. As... You're still doing that, like knowing everything you know. I'm just giving you a hard time because like who uh, cares about them? Like Brandon Ingram is going to be the next Travis Outlaw. Oh, Kuzma is a nice Tra- story, and that's Travis a. Good... <laughs> I know everyone loves Travis Outlaw, but that I mean. <laughs> It's just not great for a second Kuzma overall pick. Kuzma is out of the rookies. He's the second in scoring. I think the last time I looked, he was second in scoring. He's so fine. He's a he's nice rotation player. He's not going to be a starter in the NBA. Or at least an above average one. His like, defense you're is not, not great at all. I, like, I, I think Tatum, he can play either wing position. Maybe you, you go really big with Tatum at small forward and, and Ingram at power forward. Um, I think you you definitely have something there. Crap, you can even play Kuzma with them. It sucks uh, to be Julius Randle has been playing so well and everyone's just trying to bench him. I mean, he's fine. Like I when think... he when he cares, he plays well. The Lakers are just I, fine. I, yes. <laughs> I think we should do another maybe half point check-in where I would like to see our beginning of the year predictions when we were talking about rookies. Then I'd maybe check some of our opinions at this point on, but we're still not even at the halfway point of the season, so I think obviously there's a little bit more basketball to be played. Maybe. That's for sure. We will need to go back on those takes. While I didn't believe in Lonzo's shot, I, I thought he would at least be able to finish layups and stuff. Uh, that kid is just fried. I, I was off on Lonzo and, and Tatum, but I mean, I, I don't watch tons of college either. So you know what? It's, uh, it, that's definitely not my area of expertise. Yeah, we'll do we'll definitely maybe halfway point. We'll do a nice little check in and see if we can find some clips with you guys being wrong about things or right. If you were. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> but Phil will be right on everything because he made sure to cover all. It's of what things, I do, which I think we said pretty much every show. And uh, well, oh, oh, just last point. Um, R.I.P. to Devin Booker's growing. Just had to say that. He's hurt. I, I mean, you're you're going to bring him up and not say R.I.P. to uh, Steph Curry's ankle. He's going to be back. He's going to be back for the playoffs. The whatever. It's, it's, it's irrelevant. Listen, right. Phil Devin feels Booker's more strongly coming back about his weeks. groin than he does ankles. Okay, <laughs> clearly that's been made apparent in this show. Uh, once again, we're back to this back alley talk. Why don't you wrap this up, Megan? Yes, please. Thank you guys, and thank you guys for listening and tuning in today. Hopefully, we didn't scare you off too much. And uh, let us know what you think about our rookie choices, how much you hate. You can please at me how much you hate LeVar Ball because I'll enjoy that. Uh, so feel free to hit us, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, whichever social media you feel like. And make sure to check PressBasketball.com for this and all of our other content as well. As following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PressBasketball. Thank you guys, and we'll catch you next week. Catch you next time. Stay out of the alleys. <laughs> all right. Stop.